Hello, and welcome to Die Hard on a Podcast, episode 57. Three. 52. I think it's 52. Two. 52. It's definitely yeah. 52, because I'm looking at 51. And, uh, okay. That one's the one that I don't really remember doing, but I uploaded it anyway, because uh, like, that's how many Fs I give today. Yeah. I can Dude, still hear myself. Does that matter? Um, no, it doesn't matter for the recording. No, it's gonna get on your okay. nerves probably. Um, actually, let me, <laughs> yeah. let me see if I can fix it. Uh, that actually might be something I can fix with one button, uh, and it shouldn't hurt anything. <laughs> Famous last words. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll find out. I guess. Um, I don't know if that's any better. But we're uh, test one two one two one two. No, I can't hear myself. Well then, hell yeah, we're ready to do this podcast that we've been recording <laughs> for the last three minutes. It's gonna be no, it's only been one. Um, <laughs> All right, hit record, Tim. Let's go. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. We Tim. got her going, and um, we are going to be talking about chocolate, not chocolate, like chocolate, not chocolate, and fireball. And two Thai, two Thailand movies. Two Thai Muay Thai movies. And, you More know, unfortunately, I watched Chocolate first, and it was awesome. <laughs> it was amazing. Chocolate is, chocolate is pretty, pretty fucking great. Like that was <laughs> that was spot on. A fantastic movie from beginning to end. I think that last like twenty minutes is insane. Yeah. <laughs> like they're just like like I, I even said to Paul I said well you knew sooner or later she was gonna have to fight an entire army of dudes you knew that that was yeah <laughs> that she was gonna fight a whole army um, my fa- my favorite is like I just skip to the end there where like they, she basically goes into a restaurant and then they go through like the, the, the back room yeah, of the restaurant yeah. and it's and, and it's a dojo <laughs> like well, like it's it like it's like and they just. What else would it be in the back of the restaurant with a dojo? I thought it was amazing that the dude led an army of legit Thai lady boys. That was amazing. I was like, holy crap. Yes. He has a legit Thai lady boys. A great line. Like me and Paul are sitting there watching it. And um, you know the part where the whole gang of lady boys rolls in and Mm -hmm. uh, freaking the dude just pops up out of the out of the couch and blows them all away just like blah, 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 yes. blah, blah, blah. just out of nowhere just pops up out of the couch and shoots all of them and we're like and Paul's like man that dude's seriously transphobic no doubt <laughs> I was like you are not kidding dude he just wasted a whole freaking room full of Thai lady boys um, I mean that's the thing too it's like is it I, I was trying to think when I saw that again I was like it's not offensive right I didn't think it was it was portrayed offensively at all either. I don't we, think we, it definitely, it definitely walks the line a little bit. <laughs> I think it does walk the line, it but does it's walk not going up to that line. I think, uh, it was, it was but they never like, but they never like make it a thing. It's mm-hmm. just like, they just happen to be yeah. these lady boys. Right. And same with, uh, with, with, with same with chocolate. She's apparently this is a special needs, as it says in the trailer. Yes. Um, she's, but like it doesn't explain. It never explains like what's her problem really. Well, she's very sincerely autistic for sure. 
Yeah, but I don't think they ever actually say that. No, they never in the movie. In the movie, they do not. They never. They just say she's special and she's special and needs lots of attention. I and... think it's kind of. <laughs> I think it's kind of great because the character of like the real like I mean in two ways is there's always been the character that's like the real little girl that kicks ass in some of these kung fu movies, and there's mm. also the guy who's kind of special needs who kicks ass in kung fu movies right like both of those archetypes are not new but what is awesome is you put them both together and make them the star like in every other kung fu movie they're always like the supporting role like they come help the hero out and then disappear mm. get kidnapped or whatever not in this one this one she's the one that's doing kicking <laughs> the ass and like the superhero dude just sort of shows up at the end for a minute you know Oh yeah, and uh, the funny thing is, like how she learns Muay Thai is basically the guy who directed this movie directed Ang Bak and yeah. The Protector. Yeah. So basically, she watches his other movies. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I totally <laughs> noticed that. I was like, wait, isn't this the same guy who directed Ang Bak and The Protector? And I'm like, he she That's... just watched his old movies and became a freaking Muay Thai master. I mean, she watches uh, Bruce Lee as well, which is awesome. But yeah, yeah. she basically watches uh, <laughs> like a bunch of Tony John movies. I, I, I was I, like, I can do this. Yeah, like it was the, the, <laughs> it was the scene in Ong Bak where he's fighting Bear. Like I just yeah. watched Ong Bak. I actually was trying to get um, get it so that I could watch uh, some movies with my friend. But then I showed him a Tony John movie and now he's obsessed with him. <laughs> um <laughs> And, and if you're gonna learn, if you're gonna learn to fight, I could see where turning jaw could it couldn't hurt, you know. <laughs> I mean, she she just happens to be next to like a Muay Thai school as well, which helps. But the, for the most part, she just learns by watching movies. <laughs> a great part is when they're out busking, right? They're out in the city. And yeah. they charge money for people to throw balls at her because she can, catch, <laughs> yes. like, supernaturally catch these balls. And, like, right in the middle of it, somebody freaking throws a knife at her. And, okay, of course she catches it. And her friend is like, dude, you are so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, well, then later on, though, on the porch, later on when they go home, he's like, let me see if you can catch this knife. <laughs> yeah. Let me try that. Like right, right after he hit her in the head with the ball. <laughs> yes. He's like, let me catch. Let me throw this knife at you. Oh, but you're, you're right. It is. It's fantastic how they never really make a thing out of the fact. I mean, they do kind of make a thing. The whole her whole character is based on the fact that she's really autistic. But it's not like they mm. really play it up. It's just sort of something about her character. I think it's just like a like a device, I guess you would say, just so she could learn kung fu and like this this girl could be learning kung fu in kind of like a more like unusual way than like just like learning how to kung fu like everybody else yeah. type of thing. I mean, the first twenty minutes or so is a little bit rough because it's like the backstory of her parents to explain that she's special. Like yeah. I don't understand like what well, the point of that is. I mean, but... it did it did set up the whole plot of the movie. Like it, it had a yeah. really distinct plot. Like she you know, her friend finds the uh finds the diary of all the people that her gangster husband was extorting money from. Yeah, yeah. And decides or like I think she I think she was. She was See, I didn't see I couldn't figure that out if it was her that was running it or if it was her husband and when her husband left, you know, like she stopped <clears> going around and well plus she also got cancer. Uh and that tends to slow you down down your gangster. Yeah, that, but that usually doesn't hurt. Yeah, but you know, like, Yeah, yeah, I think it, yeah, I think it was her cuz she 
she seemed to be like the number two of this other gang. Okay. It was almost like a Romeo and Juliet situation, I think. Yeah. Almost. They were trying to set up. And like that boss made them like split up because he was, I think he was Japanese. He was. He was part of the. Hence why he, hence why he comes back and does a samurai and kills everybody with a samurai. Sword. Swords, that's, why. Yeah. <laughs> that's why he comes back and's like. Um, and they shot, <laughs> they shot the fat kid in the belly. That was some dastardly stuff. Head, didn't he live though? Boy. Yeah, he lived. He lived. He lived still. though. But still, he was just a kid. You didn't have to shoot him in the gut. A gut shot's very painful. Next to the kneecap, <laughs> you know. Yes, yes. I'm shocked. I'm. I'm it's one of those things. Was like, I shocked. I'm shocked he lived that long because it was like a while before he got saved. <laughs> yeah. So okay. it was a good ch- chunk of time. Um and. I just, I was really fat. I mean, I don't know. I was very entertained by that movie. And then going from that to them, um, like, I mean, I've seen Shaolin soccer before and it kind of just reminded yeah, yeah. me of like a more brutal version of that, you know? Yeah. 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 I mean, I like, I like firewall. I mean, I think I got, I got what you, I'm, I was rewatching it too, as you were rewatching it. Just, right. just so what we watch it. And I think I was, see what you were saying. It's like, there's about 15 or 20 minutes between like the, one battle in the final one where it's just like a bunch of stuff happening. It's just like, I could give nonsense. a shit about sense. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I could give a shit about <laughs> Please stop talking and start hitting each other. And it happened in, in chocolate too. There was a lot of filler in that, but it, the filler in that mm. was kind of more compelling because you, the, with the basketball team, you had like eight guys with shit going on that mm. I didn't really care about. There was nobody I could really, you know, no characters I could really get behind in that. Whereas in chocolate, you immediately get behind like the woman and the girl. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I kind of like some of the guys from the Fireball uh, game because it, it kind of reminded me of like a Bad News Bears type of situation. It kind of was. They're all like just like Bad News Bears. Yeah, <laughs> I can see. I can but like see again, that. again, again, it was like another. It was like again, it was like a little about twenty minutes too long. I'm not sure how long it is actually anyway, but like it's about, it was about twenty minutes of filler that didn't need to be right in there because they kept trying to explain like making it like as if it was like legit or something i was like it doesn't matter (laughs) just show them playing basketball and muay thai at the same time come on why not well in the the final scene was there even a basketball we were trying to figure out if there was (laughs) basketball in the final scene we were like i don't think there is (laughs) that's the thing too it's like i think there was one i think at some point there was like they were like battling on top of some skiffs and like there was a basket right there i'm pretty sure nobody scored (laughs) like Nobody I'm pretty sure they explained it. They said that at the beginning. They was like, oh, these guys are just psychopaths. They don't even care. I'm like, oh, I see. <laughs> I see what's happening. <laughs> You're just going to put these guys against each other and not even try to like they do the, the basketball part. Believe, they <laughs> killed IQ. That was messed up. I mean, IQ was the only one on the team who didn't really go around beating these people up. And I guess that's why they killed him. I know. IQ was cool. I liked IQ, like the IQ character. And then the, the funny thing is, it's like the plot is basically like this guy comes back is released from jail because his brother got him out or like paid some gangsters off to like get him out or whatever or something, some, some shit like that. And like, but owed money to gangsters. So got beat up during one of these fireball games. So the brother comes out of prison and basically, uh, and, and like impersonates his brother as the yeah. fireball guy. Right. <laughs> which, which doesn't make any sense. Cause I guess they're supposed to be twins, but this guy's got this giant tattoo on his chest that's constantly showed off. 
So, and like nobody seems to notice that this guy came back from a from a coma with like a giant mic on his chest, this mic right. tattoo. Right. <laughs> like, I don't, like, did you miss that part? Like, like, like... It, I I didn't. I probably missed it. I probably was. I kind of zoned out on. It. I won't lie. I tried my hardest mm. to keep paying attention to him. And I mean the fights. I I watched the fight scenes. I will admit that. Then I watched them, and they were pretty great. The first, I like the first one a little bit better than the last one, just because mm-hmm. they they tried to sell it as a basketball game. Like I almost bought it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yes. Pat and I were watching it. We were like trying to like referee it. We were like, "Oh, that's a double dribble. That's that's definitely traveling." Um, and then <laughs> it was like it was like the one it was like the one guy they had like the one guy at the first basketball match was like this guy just shows up and goes what's going on here could you explain it to me yeah. <laughs> so the coach is like explain to this random dude who just showed up to this like underground unsanctioned like mafia run like like a fireball match he's like hey what's happening here can you explain it to me yeah and then he's like you know, and they make no and, then, and and the rules make no sense whatsoever. <laughs> I did not make it. And then we, we were trying to figure it out. There is no refs in this game. Like I was like, man, I would hate to referee this freaking basketball game. And I was like, I don't think there's any refs. There's definitely no refs. There was a ref like for 10 seconds, and they murdered him and put him back in the stands to bleed to death. Yeah, it's like it's, like, it's just an honor system, I guess. Like if you score, I guess it's it, the game's over because yeah. it seemed to be like once the one guy scored, it's like we're done. It was like, a point to what? one. We we figured that out. It was the game was played to one basket. Whoever scored the basket. Now they had to kill each other in between scoring said basket. But <laughs> yes, and you couldn't fight after the game either. It was forbidden. <laughs> like like I was like. That's kind of a weird rule, right? <laughs> you know what else I like? I did like about the final scene is that every single character except for one dude murders each other. Like nobody else makes it <laughs> out of this game. They all, you know, like they start fighting and it's all cool and you think, okay, somebody's going to score a basket, and they're like, no baskets in this one. We're all nope. going to like everybody dies. Usually in the, you know, usually in these movies, maybe the good guy's buddy, maybe a couple random people survive, but no. No one except for one dude survives. Well, it's like the main guy survives, but then like there's an extra scene afterwards which makes no sense where he's like he becomes like this gangster dude. I don't know, like the last scene had made no sense. Yeah, like, like, like even more right, so. He picks right back up and turns into the he's like Scarface. Or not Scarface, like in um The Godfather where you know he tries yeah. to get out, but they pull him back, man. I guess it's like this is like, like you need that. No, that's that doesn't matter. I'm just liking the idea of if the bad news bears were a bunch of really super freaking cut Thai thugs. <laughs> I would, I would, I would, I would watch that. I think we did. I think we just I did. Because uh, that's pretty much what that was. Did uh, you ever see? Also, I was, I was watching it too. And like, I got like a weird reference because. I think the idea would be cool if they had been better at making a movie, like with the whole like identity switching, like he like takes over his brother's like yeah. life type of thing. And like, cause at one point he, he almost sleeps with his brother's wife. <laughs> like I was like, Whoa, yeah, that's a little creepy. <laughs> but then, but it, have you ever seen uh, to go for a deep reference? Uh, Antonioni's the passenger with Jack Nicholson. Have you seen I, that? I don't think so. Well, basically, Jack Nicholson, like, there's a guy who dies in a hotel room ne- right next to him. Right. And, like, I forget in some, like, like desert town, I think, in Italy somewhere. 
and he basically looks like him enough that he just basically takes over his life. Oh, really? And nobody really like cares or pays attention to it. They're just like, oh yeah, blah blah. <laughs> like, no, thing is, like, I'll have like, to check that and, out. That's it's a, is it an Italian it's, movie? No, it's an, it's American. It's, it's made Italian by an Italian. Oh, okay, yeah, I'll have to check but, yeah, that it's, out. It has like this like ten minute long like like final shot, which is amazing. Right. But I was thinking, I was kind of thinking of like that. It's like if you wanted to go like artsy with fireballs, like they could have done a little more of like the duality, like of the brother and brother type thing. Yeah, they absolutely so. could have maybe done a little bit more with that. Although I don't know, so, they did an awful lot with what they have. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, I mean, I think I mean I I, I like it a lot. I think it's it's not like the greatest movie, but I mean, I was looking it up too. With it, it was made in two thousand nine. I was like, well, what else came out at this time? And nothing else. Like the action movies in two thousand nine were shite. So right. it's like, Just and it actually for them. And the funny thing is, this movie and like two other Muay Thai like Thailand movies came out at the same time, and they're pretty good too. Um. There's one starring the chocolate girl hmm. called Raging, which called it's called Raging Phoenix. Yeah, she's definitely talented. That's some craziness. And it's basically they basically combine breakdancing and Muay Thai. Mm, that sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> which which is which is kind of great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then the one then the one called Power Kids, which is basically like I think a, an orphanage, like a, or like a family of orphans are kind of like living together and like learning like and learn Muay Thai and like kind of run a gym. But then like the last half of the movie is they have to like defend the hospital from like a bunch of terrorists. So it becomes like almost like a diehard scenario for the yeah. first like last last 20 minutes. Right. So there's two movies like and this movie like came out the same year, which is like, wow, Thailand was had a good game in 2009. But, you know, I really kind of like movies or like action movies from Thailand. They're pretty good. But of course, they're hit and miss. You know, like I, yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Some of them. I, I've loved Chocolate. I thought that was a, a classic. Um, and he didn't do Fireball, right? Like that director? Or is that a, the same? No, no, no. I'm not sure who, what this guy... I don't think this guy's done anything else really that's, that's significant. So. Right. Which I don't know. I think it's a good first... I mean, if, I, if I made Fireball my first movie, I'd be like, yeah, I made Fireball yeah, my first not? movie. <laughs> go, go fuck yourselves. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see it? It's basketball and beatdowns. Come yeah, on. Lots of beatdowns. <laughs> And it did the, the, end, <laughs> the end scene had some very crazy kung fu violence in it. You know, like you cringe. I cringed quite a bit at the end of the movie. I was like, oh, oh, good. You know, and a really good <laughs> kung fu movie makes you freaking wince when you see it sometimes, you know. Because it takes place in what, like a ship's, like, what is that? Like a ship's, like, what is that? It's uh -huh. like the, yeah, like the, like a bar, like on the harbor. Yeah, like it's it's like a like a like a cleaned out harbor. So it's like it's got all these skiffs and like wooden like like beams everywhere. Right. And <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's like it's like, it's like there's, there's a this maze huge like in the basketball. Court. That confused me a little bit. Like I was like, there's a, there's a maze of wood on the basketball <laughs> yes. court. And I mean, fortunately, they did do the shotgun thing where people got smashed with the wood a lot. So yes, you know, there was a reason for it being there was for them to smash each other, but I wasn't yeah. real sure of the sporting aspect of it. I <laughs> also all I could think of was like, oh my god, so many splinters! Oh, so many splinters! Oh, I know, right? 
yeah. I was like, ah, splinters, splinters are the worst. And I was like, I could just feel them all over my, like, like my hands. Yeah. Like, ah. And those guys definitely got covered in splinters. There's no way around it. <laughs> but, you know, I bet the splinters get get kind of freaking into the background once you, people start stabbing you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that, there was quite the stabby finale there. They definitely, I was like, oh, okay, well, the game's about to be over. I was like, oh, no, they have to all stab each other to death. <laughs> exactly and then use the uh, basketball hoop to like choke the guy out and then fling him that was the, the, yes. the basketball flinging part was pretty good where he had him the rim around him and he flings him halfway across the dock or whatever which also makes you go why didn't that happen sooner why weren't they using the rim and like the whole like the back of the the basketball hoop and like sooner like why weren't they using that as weapons you would have think they would have i mean it's not like they were using <laughs> them to score points they only had to score fucking one and i wondered whenever he dunked the guy with the basketball thing did that count as the point that they won with or because there, no, there was no basketball in the final scene at all <laughs> <laughs> nope there was just lots of violence and murder <laughs> lots of mayhem yeah. i also like the scene in fireball though when they were like well, the guy was challenging him to like score the basket like across town, basically. They were on top of a roof, yeah. And they like pointed to the park, like for like like four blocks over, like, "Hey, if you score a point, you you get this money." Yeah. And they just like ran through this like the building and through the streets with a basketball, like trying to kill <laughs> each other and score like for like fifty bucks. <laughs> like that was fun. I, I did. Know. I couldn't figure out why the military <laughs> was involved in the end. <laughs> no, no. But the the end made no sense. I was like, wait, what? Is the president coming? Or maybe that was it. That was the best I could figure was that this match was so big that the president of Thailand had to come guess, to watch it and the whole military with him. Because it had been, been underground ever since. And then all of a sudden, this last game was all of a sudden military sanctioned. I'm like, what? I don't understand. Yeah. yeah, that sort of blew me away just a little. But, I mean, hey, at that point, I was going with it. Whatever they were dropping, I was picking up. The the best was too. I was listening. I've watched it the first time with like headphones on like a laptop. Right. So so like the very last scene, it's hilarious if you go back and listen to it. Every time somebody gets punched or kicked, right? There's there's cheers. Like no matter what it is, it's like <laughs> ah, it's just like real subtle, I guess. But like because I had headphones on, I could just really tell every time somebody would hit somebody, it was just like ah, I was like. Wait a second. Every time somebody gets hit, somebody's cheering. Like, <laughs> There's somebody watching who's digging it. Like, <laughs> like, like where's, where's this? Where's this crowd? Like, yeah, there's like ten people watching. <laughs> that there is a lot of blood spray too. That's pretty cool. Like every time they get punched in the mouth, they spit blood. There's a lot, a lot of. I mean, like probably two hundred times they have that going. Yeah, I mean a lot of it's cg looks like oh but, absolutely I mean, it's totally cgi like, like, blood it's not not like they had blood capsules in their mouth like anything old school <laughs> they just cgi'd the blood in and i guess because <laughs> i guess because it only takes you know like like four or five minutes to cgi good blood spray into a hit that they just said fuck it put them in put them in well because if you use like regular stuff like you get all of your clothes if you fuck it up it gets again it's like and over and over, the whole and over thing. again where yeah whereas if you're just freaking computering it in you can do it yeah. post at the perfect cut well, i'm not trying yeah. to say why it's not right i'm just saying that 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 makes it so that you can do it 200 times instead of four yeah <clears throat> 
Uh, let's go back to chocolate with that final scene on the side of a building, oh, <laughs> like the four-story building awesome. fight, yeah, which is the greatest thing. That was great, and that was diehard-like right there. That was totally diehard-like, and and the part where she like falls off and she's like got him like like he's hanging onto the side of the building and she's like just barely hanging onto his back, and she starts kicking his ass. It's <laughs> great. I think that the whole scene. Did you watch the credits too, where they shows everybody getting hurt? Uh, yeah, I, I now I'm not. I didn't watch all of them, but yeah, like like the whole credits. That is a great thing. Is it shows them like patching them up and and like you know cut, like fixing them because they all got like the shit beat out of them. When the, and if you watch the movie, you know they actually all got the shit beat out of them making this movie. You can tell when they got the shit kicked out of them because it's like yeah, that guy got hurt there. Yeah. But you, what you know why you know want want to know why that's a great action movie is like me and Paul watched it and every time we freaking saw somebody fucking with that little girl we were like ooh that's a big mistake dude you don't want to do that <laughs> <laughs> why were they always like that's the thing too it's like at one point they go to like this weird meat packing factory at night she comes like to like collect money. And basically the guy was like, no, I'm not going to pay you. And then like, for some reason, everybody who works there just like, was like, you know what? Let's kill this little girl. Like, 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 exactly. like, they're like, where's, where's the one guy who's like, what's, what's happening? I'm just cutting meat here for my family. And like, why are we fighting this girl? Yeah. I don't understand. And, like, and, and then at one point, like he said, if you, you know, could you just like, um, beat this girl's ass and throw her out if you wouldn't mind? I'm like, if you wouldn't mind, if somebody asked me, I'd be like, yes, I would, I mind beating up a freaking tiny little goofy chicken. Yes. <laughs> like, I'm not doing that. But they're like, yeah, no problem. We'll just take our big manly meat cleavers and attack her. <laughs> the best one was the guy who kept throwing the knives at him, at her, and like it bounced off the fence and like cut it, like bounced, like. And stuck himself. Like, that was like, and that was an awesome scene, folks. That, if anything, that's the one that you want to watch the movie for. He chucks this huge butcher knife at her, and she dodges it, and it bounces right back, and like basically cuts his arm off, but not quite enough to cut his arm off, so it just sort of sticks there. Like the kind of. Weird and I think later on he gets he gets. I think later on he gets like another one too. Like she she kicks one out of the way and kicks it right into his like right into yeah. him again. And and you know and that honestly that's what you should deserve if you decide to throw a butcher knife at a freaking like twelve year old girl. You know you deserve to get the butcher knife stuck right back into you immediately. That's a twelve year old autistic girl. girl. <laughs> oh, see, and that's the cool thing is, yeah. is she's like seriously on the spectrum, but you kind of forget that she's seriously on the spectrum because she's such an ass kicker. Like I'm not gonna. Yeah go up and be making random like jokes with her. i'm gonna say she's like the one autistic kid in history who didn't get vi- bullied very much <laughs> no <laughs> uh, yeah and, and again i love that when you get that feeling from a character whenever you see the bad guy do something wrong and you think oh it's coming bad for you and probably everybody around you there's probably people in the room here and it's bad for, like they're not even in the room yet they haven't even shown up and it's bad for them too because you just pissed off this little girl <laughs> <laughs> like when she walks into that dojo and like the i think uh the wife gets like the her mom gets stabbed and like she's just like that I was like that's it <laughs> that's like you're fucked now yeah yeah i was like ooh why did you go and do that oh and it's the the one guy that they had the one 
They had like an autistic dude too at one they, point. Remember the guy in like the guy Adidas who I'm like yes. <laughs> tracksuit. Yeah, and that's where I thought might uh, might across the line, right? Because they're like <laughs> oh, they're like, okay, we're gonna fight this freaking girl, so we're gonna bring a twitchy dude in who's got something who has some issues, some <laughs> other issue. Like I would have guessed, like maybe extreme Tourette syndrome or something, because he yeah, you know, and, that's what I thought too. And what I thought was <laughs> great was that. <laughs> she then like so she's getting her ass kicked by the dude like they're like oh we'll fight the autistic girl with the dude with Tourette's like it's genius right he's got a beater and he's winning but then she learns how to fight Tourette's style basically <laughs> like she's getting her ass kicked but in that ass kicking she like learns his style and masters it and fucking shoves it right back up his ass it's terrible and then I'm like <laughs> why are you picking on that kid man they should team up. That yeah. should be a great uh, chocolate and uh, uh, know, chocolate and sprinkles. Now that I think about it, she's, <laughs> she's actually kind of the bully because really all she did was show up at this guy's work place of work. Doesn't know him from Adam. She demands money, and when he doesn't give it to her, she beats up everybody that works for him. Well, they 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 provoke her. They, sure. <laughs> they... <laughs> <laughs> every place every place she goes they're constantly like hey can you be up this little girl and everybody's like sure why not i don't know oh <laughs> man like when they took when they were dangling the money in front of her face in front of the, the fat kid's face and like basically playing keep away with them i was like "Ooh, you guys you guys are screwing up big time here <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah uh, I felt bad for it. Like the minute they were like, "Hey, let's play catch to watch the little fat kid run around after the money," I thought, "Man, this is, <laughs> you don't you don't want to do." You may think that's a good idea and it's going to be a lot of laughs, but it's not a good idea and it's not going to be a lot of laughs. Like, don't taunt the, <laughs> the autistic like, girl's fat friend. That's yeah. bad. It's not right. And she teaches them a pretty good lesson. She pretty much beats them all up and takes the money. And beats him up pretty brutally, as a matter of fact. So yeah, I, yeah, guess, so... Um, um, I would recommend. Like, see, it's weird. I would totally recommend chocolate to other people, but maybe Fireball not so much. And yeah, it depends on how deep of a dive you want to do. I think Fireball has its moments for sure, because it's just it's just kind of weird to see basketball and Muay Thai try to like combine right, together. Right. <laughs> maybe watch a couple clips online of the of the of the. Of the the games, yeah, quote unquote, the trailer. Games. and yeah, because the, if you watch the battles, then that's pretty much the best part of the movie. Whereas, again, I think with chocolate, you want to watch that whole movie because it does have a pretty decent story and mm. uh, it's pretty yeah. a compelling movie, along with some really kick-ass action sequences. You know, some really good fights. Yeah, that, the whole end sequence on the side of the building, just she's just bouncing those guys off of signs and like through windows, and it's just like it's. It's amazing. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I'm thinking we should extend uh, the Asian movie month like into September because August has really totally sucked as far as podcasting goes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We haven't been able to watch as many as we, we can. Right. Um, oh, I have um, last week we were talking about we were talking about Shaw Brothers. Yes. And you, and you kind of asked me like a history and I can basically tell you a little bit because okay. I wasn't prepared. <laughs> I was, I, right. I'm pretty sure, like, la last episode, I was having, like, a giant brain fart. Mm. But, like, basically what happened was, like, the Shaw brothers 
had some some friends and colleagues who opened up their own film company and saw basically how successful they could be. Right. So they opened up their own company. But they didn't start making kung fu movies until like 20 years into it, like 10, 15 years into it, I think. When they when they they were making these th- things called women's pictures. Right. <clears throat> but the one guy, the one guy, I think it was Run Run, Run Run Shaw, was like very dismissive of these women's pictures and wanted to do some more like man's movies. Yeah. So, so he basically took a page from uh, Japanese films, basically. Hmm. The, the Japanese films, I mean, I've heard it down here too, so I could say it right. They're basically like, um, like samurai movies, but they're called, what are they called here? The, the, Chem, the Chambara pictures, samurai films. And it's basically the name, it's, it's basically Chan Chan Bara Bara. Okay. I, don't, I, I don't know if that, I'm saying that right. But basically, the name derives from the Japanese sound for clashing blades. Nice. So that's like where they, the samurai films, like their their name comes from. Sweet. <clears throat> so these guys wanted to make wushu, wushu I think it's wuxia, wuxia okay. films. Basically like the same type of movies, but for Chinese audiences. So basically they started, they basically took the Japanese, like kind of like samurai movie, hmm. put it into the Chinese films and made their first movie in 66. Wow. With with Come Drink With Me. And then they just basically made films until I think in the 86, I think was the last like kind of like Kung Fu movie, which was like a, one of the Shaolin movies. Right. So like for like 20 years, they made basically Kung Fu movies. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know they're pretty much the name and they're very, I mean, they were influential in theater, even across from Kung Fu movies you know, and action movies in general definitely took a page from them, the way they worked, you know? Yeah, because in 1970, it says, also says 1970, there's another guy, Chang Che, who wanted to <clears throat> get away from more of the, the, the fantastical sword fighting stuff. So he started doing like the more down, the down and dirty, gritty, like hand to hand stuff from 1970. So then they had that going too. So, <clears throat> so that was your little history lesson that cool. I didn't do last week. <laughs> nice, <laughs> and I'm thinking that next next week maybe well, we could always try and do one of those samurai films. I guess I've never seen a an actual samurai movie other than the Kurosawa Seven Samurai, and I, I'm thinking that one doesn't really count as like pulp samurai movie. No, I think I think we'll have to look and see. Yeah, there's a like a lot of them are on Criterion. They have a lot sure. of samurai movies. Or maybe we could watch an older one and then watch a newer one to compare because yeah. they've got a lot of good newer ones. Or out maybe too. you could do some research and find what like the quintessential one is, like what the critics think is like the best example. Mm. Yeah, and then we'll check out a newer because there's and then watch a couple of newer ones. Yeah, watch something that's more contemporary. Because Takashi Miike has made a few that are that are really pretty cool. Cool. I think he's the only one who's kind of like making really good. Samurai movies still. So you can check out one of those. Sounds good to me. Cool, yeah, so we'll do some Japanese samurai movies next week. Fantastic. <laughs> Whenever the next time we podcast. Yeah, we're going to have to talk about that off the air because I don't know about Mondays right now. So Okay. Anyway, we'll um, talk to you guys next week or soon after. And All right. Have fun. Peace. Peace.